major can make or break a CU's career. If CU are not close to them or treat them badly, they will for sure not put in the effort into finding them auditions or roles invitations. However, sometimes CU befriend their managers and thus is born a synergetic relationship in which both parties grow. So how important is a CU's manager? Let's kick off this episode of CU Lounge. Welcome to CU Lounge. I am your host, Vanessa, and today's topic is How important is a CU's manager? On episodes 14 and 15, I briefly talked about the role of managers for CU. The common knowledge. It is often mentioned that managers are responsible for working the schedule of CU. And although this is right, that is not the full extent of the ways in which managers can help CU. What is a personal manager and what do they do? A personal manager offers support and guidance to, in this case, a voice actor. Seeing as we're talking about talent agencies in a way, let's clear this out. Most personal managers are assigned to the talent agencies that represent your favorite CU. Personal managers can arrange introductions to casting directors, sound directors and producers. They help them prepare for meetings with them as well. They can advise Seiyu on acting, dancing or any other classes and or coaching that the Seiyu may need or wants to take. Taking into account how image is really important for Seiyu as of late, you may have noticed that many popular Seiyu mention that they have a makeup artist and stylist work with them. Most of the times, most of the people were suggested or chosen by the CU's personal manager. A CU's manager is their biggest cheerleader. They have to be. Now let's go over what they do in a little bit more detail. Guidance. Personal managers aren't usually known for these, but truth is, they are responsible for offering guidance to CU. Now imagine Rookie Seiyu. They've just graduated from voice acting school and were offered a contract by a certain talent agency and appointed a manager. Of course, as you can expect of someone just taking their first steps in the Seiyu industry, Rookie Seiyu aren't knowledgeable of the ins and outs or the do's and don'ts and they fear messing up relations or burning bridges right off the start by saying or doing the wrong thing. That's when their managers step in. Managers offer guidance to CU when they are just starting out and not familiar with how things work behind the scenes. How to greet an anime director, which contacts to make, which people to avoid, how to find new auditions to attend, their managers have a wealth of knowledge in this field. That guidance also may come through suggesting acting, dancing or any other classes and or coaching that CU may need or wants to take. They know who can help CU improve their skills. 
You may be thinking, but do managers only offer guidance to rookie CEO? Of course not. That was a good example to illustrate in which situations a manager's knowledge may come in handy. Managers offer continuous advice and feedback to the talents they manage. They get to the point that they know the talents they manage like the palm of their hands. And that ends up being extremely valuable for both. Working the CU's schedule. Common knowledge says that managers are mainly meant to manage someone's schedule. That of course isn't entirely correct. Managing their talent schedule is just about one out of the various things they are responsible for. As you may be aware, rookie CEO don't have many work offers and even the opportunities are, at times, scarce. So in the first couple of years, the schedule that has to be managed is not that complex or time-consuming. However, as CU gain popularity and start to count with multiple projects that may include anime, games, dubbing, narration, singing and variety, their managers are their beacon of light. In that case, they are responsible for making sure that CU don't have overlapping schedules, that there's enough time to go to and from one studio to another, something that, of course, influences the schedules, that the CU have some time to rest and ultimately streamline all schedules so that the day's work flows well for the CU. In theory, this doesn't sound like much, but imagine managing the schedules of Yukikaji, Mamoru Miyano, Hiroshimono, Sumasaito, Yumuchida or Kenjiro Tsuda. Pick any of their schedules. You'd really find yourself in the middle of the chaos that are their packed schedules with jobs coming from a wide variety of fields. That is not easy, so while managing a CU schedule is the basic knowledge we all have about managers, and some people think lightly of it, it is a really serious and complex task they have to perform. If they mess up in any way, they will be tarnishing the reputation of that CU they manage, and it is certain that the talent agency will fire them on the spot. So yeah, the schedule is of the utmost importance for managers. It has to be perfect. Find work offers for CU. There's this misconception among fans of CU that if a CU is represented by a big talent agency, for example, Awani Production, 81 Produce, I'm Enterprise, that a CU will instantly have a lot of work. That couldn't be more far off the truth. While being part of a renowned talent agency plays a role in visibility and reputation for CU, the talent agency's job is solely to negotiate employment for their talents. Nothing more. They do not find jobs or auditions for their talents. That's the manager's job. Yeah, you heard it well. The talent agency is just there to give the talents the reputation they have. They have their contacts in the industry that could be useful for managers to explore. And they will ultimately be responsible for negotiating contracts for their talents. The manager finds a job for CU and that employment contract has to pass through the hands of a representative of the talent agency that will check the terms and negotiate fees. 
Remember what I told you a couple of episodes before? The talent agency takes a commission off of the work SAU does. We've now come to the conclusion that managers are responsible for finding work opportunities or auditions for the CU they are managing. There's three main ways in which CU may come across auditions. Details about the audition were shared with their talent agency and posted on a bulletin board or relayed to their manager, or the manager looked for open or soon-to-be-open auditions, or the manager requested anime directors for their talents to have a role in their projects. All of these are self-explanatory, but it is worth mentioning that managers are, while CU are working, doing their own thing, trying to make sure CU get work offers and are cast in interesting productions. Of course, it also needs to be said that, depending on the CU, they may attend all auditions their managers inform them about. There are others that are picky about the projects they work in, either because they are starting to notice that anime directors have been typecasting them and they want to branch out, or because they don't like certain types of anime. When seiyuu are popular or have a packed schedule, they also pick auditions to participate in based on their free time available as well as when the recordings would take place. All of that for efficiency's sake. They are the bridge between talent agencies and anime directors. Managers have the important job of being the bridge between talent agencies and anime directors. As the ones responsible for getting work for the CU they manage, they interact directly with anime and sound directors as well as producers. At the same time, if the CU they manage are hired, they take the contract for review with the talent agency. They have a wealth of contacts. This is subjective, as there may be some managers that don't have that many contacts in the industry. However, if they don't have those, they'll have to work to have those, or they risk their talents failing to be recognized and, who knows, superstars. Managers can arrange introductions to casting directors, sound directors and producers. They attend get-togethers with influential people in the industry, magazine editors, photographers, directors, producers and more all with the focus of making a good impression and introducing the talents they manage to those people. All of that is done with the focus of opening doors for more work to come for the CU they manage. Occasional Chauffeur This is more of a thing that is commonly reported by CU than something that managers would normally do. Whenever there's talk about managers, CU tend to mention that, at times, they take them to and from work. This isn't a common occurrence, though. Popular CU with packed schedules may need the manager to take them to the different studios within Japan. Especially if that schedule has little to no rest time in it. However, you have seiyuu like Kaito Ishikawa and Soma Saito mentioning that they take the bus or subway to work most of the times, so there you have it. There may be times in which having the manager driving the seiyuu from point A to point B is essential. Imagine seiyuu that are being followed by stalkers. This is really common, 
For example, 81 Produce has advised plenty of times in 2019 and 2020 for fans to not follow their Sayu talents to their work locations and not wait for them there, as well as not follow them home. In the past, for example, Shinosuke Tachibana, still represented by Axel One back then, put it out in the open that there was a stalker following him for quite a long time and it was making his life difficult. Although Seiyu don't usually mention it, many of the popular ones are stalked frequently and rookie Seiyu are also starting to suffer from that. That's when having a manager with a driver's license comes in handy. By driving their talents to and from work, managers assure that the fans, many, usually minors, don't have ways to follow them and arrest them. Once again, it's not common for managers to work as drivers for the CU they manage, but in special circumstances they may do so to assure they are safe and can rest a bit between jobs. Checking their physical and mental health. Aside from working the schedule, having contacts in the industry, looking for work for Seiyu, and being the occasional driver, managers can also be friends to Seiyu. Some will check how well is the mental and physical health of the Seiyu they are managing. Some even lend their shoulder and help them. Although not directly on Dameraji in 2020, Soma Saito mentioned that whenever he went outside, there was always black feathers falling on him. He said his manager panicked and asked him if he was sleeping well or if he had something else going on with himself. That right there is a manager checking the physical and mental health of the talent they are managing. This is only but one example, but I believe that you, if you listen to radio shows by different CU, must have come across them mentioning something similar, even if their intention wasn't on highlighting mental health, as that is still a stigma in Japan. But for managers to get this close and personal with CU, they must have a good relationship. Something akin to, or a genuine, friendship. Most managers don't worry about mental health or burnout and simply pack their talents' schedules like there's no tomorrow. I still remember reading from Pesh Plus and Bizlog small articles written by Seiyu back in 2012-2013 mentioning how a day in their schedule was. And, for example, Satoshi Hino mentioned that he used to sleep only 3 hours per day, or how Shinosuke Tachibana only slept 2 hours per day, while other Seiyu only slept inside of the manager's car while going from job to job. That may happen when managers care little about the mental and physical health of the talents they manage or when Seiyu themselves are reckless, trying to fit in as many jobs in one day as possible. They can make or break a Seiyu's career. It is rumored in the industry that if a Seiyu is not on the same page as their manager, they will not get any work or will drastically have their flow of work reduced. The manager has power to help turn a Seiyu into a superstar, 
and at the same time being just another one in the sea of 10,000 professionals that this industry has registered. If a CEO treats their manager badly or if they don't hit it off, at least having a good working relationship, a CEO's career can be severely crippled. A talented CEO that doesn't get along with their manager will appear less in anime, games and other activities. The manager will be actively working against the CEO given how bad their relationship is. At the same time, a CEO that may be less talented, for example, riding heavily on his looks rather than on raw voice acting talent, and gets along with their manager can, all of a sudden, be everywhere in anime games and variety shows. It goes to show that just being a good voice actor or even having their own personal connections in the industry is not enough to stand out and consistently get work. If you ever wondered why a certain CEO is everywhere when they are barely known or people only know them for their looks, this is what's most likely to have happened. That CEO's manager is not only on good terms with them, but is also working their butts off to make sure that the CEO is everywhere. By the end of the day, befriending or at least being on good terms with their manager is a sure way to avoid any rift and ultimately a complete sabotage of what could be a successful career for that CEO. What's in it for CEO managers? CEO managers are, like any talent manager, paid a commission by each work the CEO they manage completes. It is reported in the CEO industry that CEO managers earn between 10 and 15% of commission off of each job performed by the CEO they manage. So I believe it's in their best interest to get more work to the CEO they manage. That explains why some CEO have packed schedules. And imagine if those managers are managing popular CEU. To some extent, I understand that managers that feel mistreated by CEU or are clashing with the CEU they manage would not want to get them more work. That would mean having to meet them, interact with them, deal with them. And until your contract is up, you don't want to terminate things and just have to put up with that toxic environment for as long as possible until the contract is up. What I don't understand is how managers would actively sabotage that CEO's career. Once again, we don't know how the CEO industry truly works on the inside. The bits of information we have were provided by Seiyu in books or articles they wrote, or the occasional candid moment during an event. Knowing how powerful a manager is, despite most people not believing that, perhaps the ones getting a bad reputation in the end would be the Seiyu themselves, even if it was obvious that the manager was boycotting them. But this last part is just speculation on my side, so take it with a grain of salt. To sum up this section, Seiyu should befriend their manager. Remember, they can get them work with their connections in the industry. They attend get-togethers with influential people. They are the bridge between them and the Seiyu's talent agency and between Seiyu and anime productions. They know Seiyu and their habits. They know their health issues or things that need a bit more attention and that them, Seiyu, or their talent agency don't want to be made known to the public. 
they can be CU's closest friends and having a healthy relationship with them goes a long way. This is the kind of thing that CU should aim for. A healthy relationship with their manager. And that that manager is a good one. If they have that, then they are that CU's right arm and both are set to dominate the industry. What is a good manager? And why aren't they all powerful? By default, a good manager is one that finds work for the talent they are managing. However, if that talent doesn't put their name out there and does work that warrants the attention of others that may want to hire their services, that's where managers can't help. Managers find jobs for CU, if CU reject those or if they accept them and don't perform well or have a personality issue, for example, a CU that thinks people owe them the world, then that's where a manager's limit can be found. Bringing work for a talent that is actively subpar in performance or has a bad track record or even a weird reputation makes it impossible for managers to actually leverage something about them to anime producers, mangakas, sound directors and other important parties. Of course, I am not saying that this is the norm. Most CU may have things to hide, a couple of skeletons here and there, but most issues are not known to the public. So it is safe to say that those in the industry may know of rumors or nothing at all. The relationship between CU and managers goes both ways. CU expect their managers to bring them work to make their name known. Managers expect CU to deliver in each job they bring them and make a good name for themselves. When none of that works, you notice that although with some power, managers aren't all powerful. And there's things that they can't save no matter how talented, skilled or well-connected they are. To sum it all up, personal managers are just one of the various people in the team behind the voice actor. They have their talent agencies which are responsible for submitting actors for jobs and negotiating contracts. They have publicity representants, the ones responsible for instructing an actor to behave or interact in certain ways in front of the media and or fans, as well as for handling all things related to that voice actor's image. Of course, talent agencies offer most of those services in a bundle. For example, if you follow 81 Produce on social media, you know that, from time to time, they open their search for new personal managers for their talents. The same talent agency has their publicity representants as well as legal team, although the voice actor can seek those outside of their control. Sometimes the managers are taught to also be publicity representants instructing or managing in a way how CU interact with the public, essentially tailoring their image to meet a certain standard. Interestingly enough, even with such a big team behind them, being a CU is a lone wolf job. Being a CU is no easy task. They have to be really good at their job if they want to impress fans. 
they have to be ready to grind and put a lot of effort into polishing their craft if they want to stand out, have their own distinctive acting style and ultimately keep up with the constant changes in the industry. So you need to impress anime directors, have contacts with them or both in order to have roles in popular anime series or even to get leading roles. Their manager appears as a beacon of hope in the middle of all these. They have contacts in the industry, they know how it works and can advise their talents how to act, interact or behave in certain situations or for specific things. They handle the confusing and complex parts of the industry. They are intermediaries with their talent agency. By the end of the day, voice acting is still a job that is 98% performed alone, even if Seiyu are surrounded by a team and even if they have friends among Seiyu. When you see the happiness on their faces when they meet their fans, have live performances or attend an anime event, know that most say you are genuinely happy that all that loneliness is worth your warm feelings of love and support. Now tell me, what do you think about the role of a personal manager for say you? Do you agree with them shaping how say you interact or act with media and fans? Let me know in the comments below. And remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be, as you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Seiyuu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the hand that feeds HQ's weekly mail Seiyuu and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyuu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around!